Richard and Louise Wilbanks were already retired when they married and then moved to Florida about seven years ago, to Estero, Florida. They made a beautiful home there. They hung paintings of seahorses and spoonbills in their family room, a cross-stitched heron, and a painting of two, egret, of two egrets watched over their dining table. Richard and Louise spent four years growing plants in their backyard and creating a seamless transition to the nature preserve and the pond behind their home. But Richard and Louise had so much love that they wanted to share it broad, more fully and broader. And so, Gunner came into their lives. Gunner, a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, snuggled up next to Richard at the Breeders in Miami, and from then on, Richard and Gunner were completely inseparable. Gunner was given a bed, laying in front of the TV in the family room, surrounded by these paintings of seahorses and spoonbills, and overlooking this nature preserve. Every morning, Richard and Gunner went for a walk out by the pond in their backyard. However, one beautiful October day in 2020, as they were walking, a gator suddenly lunged from the water and grabbed Gunner and pulled him back into the pond. Later describing the incident, Richard said, we were only about three feet away from it, but it struck like a snake. It had Gunner in a vice grip. But as Gunner was pulled deeper and deeper into the murky waters of this pond, something incomprehensible happened. Richard Wilbanks dove in the pond to save him. As Richard wrestled with this gator, he was pulled underwater, but he refused to let go. Eventually, the gator gave up the fight, and Richard carried Gunner back ashore. Gunner survived with very minor injuries. Richard didn't fare quite as well, and he was rushed to the hospital with painful but not life-threatening injuries. The incident was caught on Florida Wildlife Federation cameras, and the video went viral. Many of you may have seen this video or read about it a few years ago. Now, I have a dog named Winston. He's a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, the exact same breed as Gunner. And I love Winston, but I have to confess, if an alligator dragged my dog into the St. John's River, I'm not sure that I would dive in after him. When I first saw this video of Richard taking on a gator barehanded, my first thought was, this man is crazy. Man versus alligator fights generally don't end very well for the man. Why would Richard dive into this murky water and start a fight with a gator? Why would he do that? Hold on to that question for a few minutes. The story of our faith begins with the words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the universe and the solar system and this planet. God created 
a home. And then God filled this home with the beauty of nature, with seahorses and spoonbills and herons and egrets. But God had so much love that God wanted to share this love. Just as Louise and Richard wanted to share their love, so they brought Gunner into their lives. And so, God created humanity, placing us in the midst of creation and surrounding us with the beauty of nature and with God's love. But we read in the Bible that a snake jumped out of nowhere, and we found ourselves in the vice grip of darkness and pain and brokenness. Humanity found itself separated from God's love and alone. As we read a few moments ago, the prophet Isaiah said, the people walked in darkness, those who lived in a land of deep darkness. For many of you today is probably filled with celebration and laughter and joy, but for others of you who are here, this may be a season when you feel like you are walking in a land of deep darkness. Maybe there's a pain in your life or hopelessness or despair. Maybe you're not sure if God exists. Maybe you're not sure if your life matters. The truth is there are times when our world seems to be a dark place. However, we see a first glimmer of hope in the Christmas story we read a few minutes ago. In those, in those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all in the world should be registered. Mary, on the cusp of giving birth, and her fiancé, Joseph, traveled about four days from Nazareth to the tiny little town of Bethlehem. Now, getting a place to stay in Bethlehem during this this census would have been about as easy as getting a restaurant reservation on New Year's Eve. Bethlehem was Joseph's hometown, and it was such a small town that he was related to everyone in this town. This means that Mary and Joseph were going from house to house and knocking on the doors of Joseph's cousins and his uncles and his brother-in-laws and asking, do you have space for us? Do you have a guest room? What about a pull-out couch? Eventually, they were told that there was space staying with the animals. Now, we have this hallmark card image of what this manger looked like 2,000 years ago. In our minds, we picture sort of a Four Seasons barn with perfect lighting and a certain mattress camouflaged and well hidden in the little manger where Jesus would lay. But the reality was very different. The barn was probably a cave, and the animals were not perfect and calm and quiet. My father-in-law has a dairy farm with about 1,600 cows, and when I've gone out with him to help feed the cows, I've discovered it is essential to wear knee-high rubber boots. You can probably imagine why. The smells around these animals were unpleasant, the barn was loud, the animals were unpredictable, and yet this is where God chose to dive into the world. Have you ever wondered, why would God do that? 
Why would God do that? Not only did God come into the world in a barn, but God came into a world of heartless rulers and torn by violence and filled with suffering. The first visitors to welcome God in the flesh were not kings or ambassadors or presidents or prime ministers. They were shepherds, people who lived on the fringes of society, smelled bad and slept outdoors. But the message of Christmas and the reason that God invited the downcast of society to be the first to celebrate the incarnation is because God loves even those the world forgets. The message of the incarnation, Jesus being born in a Bethlehem stable, is that God is with us wherever we find ourselves, whether we find ourselves in the deepest pits of despair or at the pinnacles of our success. As the angels told the shepherds, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. As Isaiah wrote, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And as we read in Matthew's gospel, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Not God was with us, not God will be with us, but God is with us. God was with the shepherds, those relegated to the periphery of society, inviting them to be the first to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And God was with Mary, a young unmarried woman forced to give birth in a barn. God was with Joseph, a man whose life certainly wasn't going to plan. And the promise of this night is that God is with you and me even today. When we are caught in the vice grip of hopelessness and despair, God is with us. When it feels like our lives are falling apart, God is with us. When we're celebrating at the joy of a birth of a child or a grandchild, God is with us then. When we gather around tables with those we love or FaceTime with family in far corners of the country or the globe, God is with us. They shall call him Emmanuel, we read, which means God is with us. While you and I may still scratch our heads and wonder why Richard jumped into the pond to wrestle a gator, there was one more chapter to this story. After the dog and Richard recovered, the Lee County Sheriff's Office held a ceremony to honor Gunner, and they named him a deputy dog. The deputy dogs on patrol program encourages pet owners to keep an eye out for suspicious activity in their neighborhoods, like renegade alligators. In other words, after Gunner was rescued, he was given work to do. For the shepherds, after they'd gone to Bethlehem, life didn't simply go back to normal. God gave them work to do, to share the good news of God's love. As Luke tells us, after the shepherds saw the angel and then the baby Jesus, 
they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed. And as we, you and me, this evening, remember the birth of Jesus, we're also given work to do, to build a relationship with God through worship and prayer and meditation, to give of our time and our expertise, and even to give of our stuff, and to be transformed increasingly into the people that God created us to be. You see, we shouldn't simply celebrate the joy of this evening and then go home and not think about our faith until the next time we dress our Christmas trees. God has a plan for each of our lives, for mine and for yours. There's work that you've been given to do that only you can do. Therefore, I invite you to join us next Sunday and the Sunday after and the Sunday after that as we listen for God's call in our lives and as we strengthen one another during life's challenges and as we serve those in need. Just like Gunner, you could say, you've been deputized. You've been given work to do. Now back to the central question of the evening. Why did Richard jump into a pond and wrestle an alligator? Because he loved Gunner. Why did God dive into our world? Because God loves us. And that's the message of Christmas, that God loves all of us, and God is always with us. Amen.